Welcome no. to the ghost gig. Please don't be bored with me. Are you sitting comfortably? That wasn't entertaining. Then let's begin. Oh no. So bored. Oh no. That theme tune is so long. It's not it's it's really not, that it's really long. Not an and it's lovely. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You're really quite happy and content with it. Welcome back to the ghost gig, everyone. Hello. Um, before we continue, um, just so everyone knows, um, after having COVID, I then naturally um, developed a salivary gland infection and I have a swollen tongue. So if I sound strange when I'm talking, that's why. Just so I sort of let people know that. <laughs> yeah. I don't have the excuse. If I sound strange, I'm just having yeah. a strange day. But you actually have an excuse. Yeah. So um, I sound, I don't know, I might sound slightly odd, but that's why. Um, it's not like you don't sound like you got a full on cold. No, I don't. You, you do have, sound a bit under the weather because you are. I have a swollen tongue on one side, which is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. who has a swollen tongue on one side? <laughs> it's so stupid. I've got a lopsided tongue. I have. I have. Um, hope everyone else is good. Uh, and today we are doing another song episode. Yes, let's be musical. Cool. Because we never do that. So I want to save my voice for um, the story later. So I suggest you play the song. And again, I'm I, hoping I think it's we, one... we need to play the song and then I'm going to do the um, bits about it and then we get some yeah. ghosty. I'm hoping it's one that everyone will recognise and then you can give us a bit of background. I think there's a fairly high chance if you've grown up in an English speaking country anywhere on the planet, you've probably come grown up with this. Yeah, and you'll probably think this isn't. Uh, to do with ghosts, but listen to the listen to the melody. Okay, it's definitely a horror story. It's also just, it's definitely a horror story, and it's definitely an interesting story as yeah. well. It's, it's a bit weirder. Okay, yeah, play away. In a cavern in the canyon, excavating for a mine, dwells a miner, forty niner, and his daughter Clementine. Oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my darling Clementine You are lost and gone forever, dreadful sorry Clementine Like she was, like a fairy, and her shoes were number nine Hair in boxes with her topsies, sandals were for Clementine Oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my darling Clementine You are lost and gone forever, awful sorry Clementine Drove her ducklings to the water every morning just at nine Hit her foot against a splinter, fell into the foam and brine Oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my darling Clementine You are lost and gone forever, awful sorry Clementine Ruby lips above the water, blowing bubbles soft and fine But alas, I was no swimmer, so I lost my Clementine Oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my darling Clementine You are lost and gone forever, awful sorry Clementine When the minor 49er soon began to peak and pine Thought he oughta join his daughter Now he's with his Clementine Oh my darling, oh my darling Oh my darling Clementine You were lost and gone forever Awful sorry Clementine In the corner of the churchyard Where the myrtle bow entwined 
grow the roses in their posies, fertilize by Clementine. Oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my darling Clementine. You were lost and gone forever, awful sorry Clementine. In my dreams she doth haunt me, robed in gum and soaked in brine. Though in life I used to hug her, now she's dead, I draw the line. Oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my darling Clementine. You were lost and gone forever, dreadful sorry Clementine. How I missed her, how I missed her, how I miss my Clementine. So I kissed her little sister and forgot my Clementine. Oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my darling Clementine. You are lost and gone forever, dreadful sorry Clementine. Now you boy scouts, there's a moral to this little tale of mine. Artificial respiration would have saved my Clementine. Oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my darling Clementine. You were lost and gone forever, awful sorry Clementine. Oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my darling Clementine. You were lost and gone forever, awful sorry Clementine. And there you go. I mean, what a dick. <laughs> I'm sorry again about my voice in that song. I really can't sing very well at the moment. Um, it's, so okay. it's all very low and simple. Um, but <laughs> I thought the, the brass, the big brass band, sort of English marching band, suited that song for some reason. It was fun. Yeah. I, I'm not sure we call it an English marching band in this context, but you know what? That that dude did, you know, that kind of. Yeah, bomb, yeah, yeah. Bomb, bomb, well, marching bomb. band was, yeah, was marching massive band. in the US as well, to be fair. That's true. To me, it sounded more English band, but brass band. No, that, 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 that thing you've got there, da, da, it's mm. supposed to be the start of where bass solos came from. Oh, well, there you go. Anyway. For me, it was because I couldn't figure out where to sing, so I put it in, so I knew where to sing. <laughs> you got a cue point. I put a really complicated starting point and then couldn't be asked to change it, so put that nice. in, so I knew when to sing. It was pretty much there originally, because so, the waltz is supposed to be danced to. That was so that people who weren't very good at it could reset their feet. Oh, I see. That when it comes to... Da, 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 you're like, hey, hey shuffle, shuffle. <gasps> And then you start again. So obviously, anyway, this song is all about the lyrics. It doesn't really yeah. matter. It's all about the lyrics, and that's why, obviously, simple because I've got a sore throat, but also because you really need to listen to the story of the song. It is a story song, isn't it? It's a, would you it's like a story to, ballad. Would you like to tell us more? I would like to tell you more because I think you probably want me to, you know, relieve you of speaking for a little bit. Please. Okay. <laughs> all right. So this is, as you probably guessed already, a traditional American Western folk ballad. Um, it's apparently credited to Percy Montrose in 1884, but sometimes credited to Barker Bradford. So, oh, as yes. is often the case. Old, old Barker. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew you guys knew that already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anyway. Um, as is often the case with songs that are of this kind of origin and this old, there's multiple versions around. I'm actually really glad you did the version with all the verses in. Well, I thought it was needed. It absolutely is. Um and there's a few different permutations of it as well. In, in some versions, like the the dad is actually is the narrator, oh. so he's not he's not the lover, right? Right. But I he see. does still doesn't save his daughter. So <laughs> <laughs> it goes the same way. Uh, yeah. I also read somewhere that it was 
originally a Spanish song. I don't know. If yeah, you know. I, I found a similar thing. The yeah. tune was from a Spanish, ah. um, like, um, uh, I'll probably come around to it when I get through that bit in, in the writing. But yeah, yeah uh, from Mexican miners, which would have worked in the oh, same area. Yeah, so there was cross pollination. They just, I think there might also be some other versions where they translated the, Eng- the Spanish song into English. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the same song. Okay. Because the tune sounds familiar. Uh, but no, the, the, these words were written down in, well, was it 1884, I think I said. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, we don't know what the original melody might have been because the only, the, the only recorded version is from the 20s. Yeah, of course. So, I don't know. There's speculation, but it's not too critical. As you said, it's about the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so the miner, as you kind of alluded to, is a 49er, which is a reference to the California Gold Rush uh-huh. uh, in 1849, which, which actually ran from 1848 till 50-something. I had oh, it in my notes I did somewhere. actually wonder what 49er meant. It's the year he got to the California um, Gold Rush regions. Okay. Uh, it was a massive thing. People travelled from all over the world to go and, you know, dig gold out the ground because gold makes people go crazy. It does. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, that guy on Toy Story. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, be like thirty thousand people moved across to California after the discovery of gold at uh, Sutter's Mill, and it got widely widely publicised. Inevitably, most of the people were not very good at mining because they weren't proper miners. Um, they weren't even very well equipped to make the journey. Um, so it actually made it quite a difficult and expensive venture. A lot of people failed. Mm. Uh, so, mm. I think they'd learn after buying all those camels, really. Yeah, well, it was a different was part of the Texas, country. Yeah, it? <laughs> it was. I'm sure some came from Texas. So in the song, the mine has a daughter called Clementine. Guess you kind of figured that bit out. Uh-huh. Uh, he can't afford to buy her shoes. Um, so she's got small wooden boxes on her feet, referred to as uh, herring boxes with topses. Topses. That's the one. Topsies. Um, they also get called her sandals because it's silly. Um, the beginning of the song sounds like a sad ballad in which the uh, bereaved lover is lamenting the loss of his darling. Um, as the verses continue, the incidents mentioned get more ridiculous. Uh, so the story is not actually meant to be what the words are saying. Um, it's definitely a tongue-in-cheek parody of a sad ballad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although I think some people kind of take it quite earnestly, which I think, I don't know, that feels well, like... This is people entertaining themselves. This is before yeah. TV and, I mean, they had access to newspapers, but a lot of people are still illiterate. Like, it is quite you know. funny, but obviously in this day and age, you're just like, what an absolute knob. He did well, say yeah. And then <laughs> it, is, it is quite funny, though. Let's assume it's not based on any real events. I'm glad she haunted him, though. It's, well, that seems fair, doesn't it? Well, I don't know, it's, in some versions, I don't know if it's outright stated she haunted as a ghost, but... She's in his in his yeah. dreams a lot because you know he feels guilt because he this, could this swim. Let's just like have this song on the ghost gig. No, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's a sad thing. It's yeah. got history context. It's all fine. It's definitely a horror story. Uh, yeah, but you know the daft things like Clementine's feet are so big that she has to wear boxes instead of shoes, presumably because size nines are not available. <laughs> um, this type of detail would not be mentioned if. It was like a serious romantic ballad. You sure. don't talk about women's feet, generally, <laughs> uh, unless it's you know one of those kind of websites or videos, I suppose. But like, you know, John Lennon was haunted by the number nine, um, and this number nine shoe could mean that uh, Clementine was a bigger girl. Uh, Clementine was most likely a good-looking girl, though, because um, obviously it does say that she was like a fairy. Mm-hmm. She probably would have floated around quite gracefully on her number nines. On her number nines, you never know. <laughs> I don't know, but she described it as a fairy. I've got quite, I've got a few friends who are size nine feet. I know this because, you know, when you're like looking at... When you stare at each feet. other's feet. Yeah, it was just like, and I've got quite small feet. But it's because they're tall and slim, not like, um, you know, gargantuan. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fair as well. <laughs> you know, tall, tall rather than... Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe well, Clementine well, was I, tall. I mean, big can actually be tall here, right. realistically, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, don't know. 
people didn't have great diets back then, so she could have just been, you know, the height that people are now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so the song is sung from the perspective of the lover in almost all cases, um, telling of how she um, takes ducklings to the water on account of how caring and generally lovely she is. Um, but because, of course, she's wearing rough wooden boxes on her feet, she gets a splinter, which causes her to stumble. That causes her to plunge into the river and drown, which is clearly a ridiculous incident and kind of daft. Yeah. Um, they don't mention what happens to the ducks, though. That always upsets me. Yeah. Um, They're probably fine. They probably are. Duck to water and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's assume they got on much better than she did. So water off the duck's back. It, absolutely. Hey. Yeah. Oh, you went there. <laughs> so anyway, the rapid currents in the river um, swept her away um, from the shore and pulled her under. The protagonist... Uh, either if it's her father or her lover, it's almost always the lover, as I said, witnesses this, can't swim and therefore could not or would not save her. Um, the escapade is told in a deadpan style, so there's like, you know, it's kind of, no one's laughing, but life must go on. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> dang it. Dang it. Yeah. Did you like my accent in the song? I liked your accent is in that, the song, yeah, just I pausing. Sing, whenever yeah. I sing Dolly Parton, I do a same <laughs> accent. I can't help it. It just naturally comes out. Okay. It's awful. I'm so, so, so sorry. You, so you dollied this? Pretty much. Oh, it works. I'm very sorry to any Americans from that area of the, of the US. Um, it's terrible. I'm sorry. Well, you know, they're all going to be really angry because they always they were last time, weren't they? Yeah. Well, you know, I have th- three words for you. Dick Van Dyke. Continue. Fair point. Well made. <laughs> okay. So the protagonist uh, does grieve and misses her terribly. But then he does, of course, get off with Clementine's younger sister and seems to forget all about her. Because, um, <laughs> you know, Tut. he's nice. Um, he's a man, is what he is. Mm. I'm guessing there weren't too many people around there back then, but still. No offence, Pinsy. No, I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> just imagining if that happened to us. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah, that would be very strange. If no you going said... near any rivers or creeks or uh, anything. Yeah, I suppose my little sister's just got married as well, so I'd be very surprised if you if I died. And I think everyone would be quite surprised. You were suddenly there. like, hey. <laughs> that you'd be punched. Anyway. Oh, absolutely. Booted in the shins. I think everyone would just be really, really, really surprised if you did that. Yeah. But, you know, so lyrics in the later verses are not generally talked to children which is why I think some people might actually be surprised how long the song went on for because not everyone get taught it yeah I hope no one was singing along to this in their car with their young children because yeah mind you you probably shouldn't be listening to this in your car we swear so so yeah yeah. you're bad yeah you're gonna be terrible people actually no no you know what that's probably okay yeah I don't think we're nasty people are we nasty people well you are no I'm joking but we do swear yeah this is a podcast for adults I'm sure it's fine but she, he does get haunted by her in his dreams. Doesn't he, he does. He does. We have to put. We have to point that. Push that point. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it, we, yeah, it does absolutely happen. Um, but you know, darkness and general cruelty just run pretty deep in this song, um, with the nice carefree melody carrying it along, kind of subverting it, which is quite funny. And you know, dreadful. Sorry, Clementine is what he sings, but it's, it's quite brief, isn't it? <laughs> Dreadful or awful. Um, I sing both. And the reason I couldn't ha- do harmonies on most of the choruses is because I couldn't remember when I'd sung, sung dreadful and when I'd sung uh, awful. Okay. And again, because I was poorly, I was like, I can't go through it all again. So I'm just going to sing on Darling and Clementine. <laughs> okay. Okay. That does make sense. Well, anyway, in the story, the miner does get over his... Lo- the. He, well, sorry. The miner can't get over the loss of his daughter. I was getting my wires crossed. 
Um, he thinks about committing suicide, and I think in your version he actually did. He died in my version, yeah. yeah. Which is fair. I think the versions I heard was going the same way as well, mostly. Um, so he can be with his Clementine. Um, but, you know, they, they do put quite a lot of detail on he They buried her in the churchyard near the canyon amongst the myrtle roses and the, mm. the posies because, um, of course, they're being fertilised by a corpse. <laughs> okay. Hey. Yeah. It's very much that deadpan delivery, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah. this has happened. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she does still haunt his dreams. He sees her uh, robed in garments, soaked in brine. Lovely image. Um, you want to see me uh, robed in garments and soaked in brine? What right like, now? like a giant pickle. <laughs> Just be a pickle in the bathtub. I'd be intrigued to see how you're going to achieve that right now. No, not right now. I mean, okay. that would be a bit weird and it would be a bit strange for a podcast, but, you know. Okay. Well, yeah, I would like to see that, actually. But alive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, as long as I still get to rise out of the water and then we can have a nice little kiss. Okay. Just don't call me Clementine afterwards. Well, not if you're going to be all pickly. I don't really like pickles. Oh, well, <laughs> it'll preserve me well. So that'd be nice. Maybe if you're in olive juice, because I like olives. Okay. Or jalapeno brine. All fair. Okay. So keep, if I pick up myself in jalapenos, we're way off eyes, topic keep here, your aren't we? Shut because that will hurt. All right. Yeah. Well, I will be very careful. Okay. Cool. That's sorted then. What's next? Yeah. Okay. So in some versions, anyway, the narrator is the father, as I kind of mentioned before. Uh, in some versions, he only contemplates suicide, and the lover is the one who is haunted, uh, presumably while sleeping next to the younger sister. Still, of course. So that's classy, isn't it? Absolute wanker. Yeah. Um, but hey, you know, it, it is a. It is a kind of a comedy song. I know, I know. For people who live quite cruel lives, I suppose. Isn't yeah. It? Um, so the, the song is a tragedy, um, somewhat like a lover's lament, actually. Uh, it's a dark story. It's also intended to be comedic, as we've kind of you know pointed out repeatedly. Um, and everyone present is supposed to sing along. Uh, in some versions, the song ends um, kind of farcically by noting <laughs> that um, you're not going so far as necrophilia. You know, yeah. though in life I used to hug her. Now she's dead. I draw the line. I draw the line. <laughs> Which I, I think is quite say, funny. I thought of doing this song because it was picked. It was asked to one of my um, dementia groups asked for it, oh, and really? I didn't really remember. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's oh yeah, yeah sad song about." Of, yeah, I was going through it, and I was like, "I don't need to practice it. I know what the tune is." I've got all the words up, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I, I know exactly what you <laughs> and mean. But they're all singing, "Oh my darling." I was like, "All right, we'll just I'm, I'll just sing this then." And Absolutely, join in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a lot of people don't actually listen to the the mm. words and things, do they? No, some especially of the words... when it's a song that you actually heard as a child. It was just noises you had to. Just, some of know, the words to the Drunken you. Sailor are horrific. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Horrific. We could do Drunken Sailor actually. I think we just about yeah. They are they abuse the man honestly. Oh yeah, yeah. He has a horrible. Life. What will he do to the Drunken Sailor? You don't want to know. Well, they never stay where it's the same Drunken Sailor. But we are getting again off topic. Yeah, sorry. We should save this for the episode where we never to be tackle the Drunken Sailor or yeah. sailors. Yeah. But still. Um, yeah, so it's likely the song, as you said earlier, it's based on an earlier song. Apparently that was called Down by the River Lived a Maiden, which, yes. which the words got printed in 1863. Uh, the original melody is not recorded on, this, on the song sheet, um, but the melody of the song that we know is borrowed from an old Spanish ballad, as you kind of pointed out as well. Uh-huh. Sung by Mexican miners, so that was some cross-pollination culturally, because, mm-hmm. yeah, people do like to sing together. So, yeah, makes sense. Uh, and this song does show up in a few places in films, bringing it back round to what, you know, we often do with ourselves. I think there's a film called My Darling Clementine that sort of came up when I was looking There at is, it. actually. Yeah. We, I've never seen it either. I'm guessing the song came first, the film came Oh, yeah, out, yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. Because the, the film's from the, I'm going to take a guess, at the 40s or 50s. Looks like it. I didn't really look at it from the picture, yeah. Mm. Uh, but also, in the novel Animal Farm by George Orwell, so we're getting a nice literary, literary attachment here, um, the pig Old Major, um, he's telling of a dream he's had, like a prophecy, uh, about... 
an animal-controlled society which ends um, with a fictitious song called Beasts of England being sung, which in the book they described as a hybrid of La Cucaracha and Oh My Darling Clementine. So that's likely intended to sound basically impossible. Yeah. I can't see how you could combine those melodies without it sounding really broken. Probably the point. Probably. Um, they also do mention it in Back to the Future 3, uh, sung it by ZZ Top, and <laughs> which I think is quite... I don't remember that myself, but no, I remember okay. ZZ Top being in it. We so. watched it during COVID. We I did, actually, yeah. Remember. Yeah. And I, and I kind of hadn't clocked this, but as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, of course! Um, it's referenced in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is not a horror film. Not seeing it. Oh, we're going to watch that soon. Okay. Um, the main character is called Clementine. That sounded threatening. Or Clem. Um, but I like the name Clementine. It's really nice, isn't it? Put that um, on the list, Vincey. Absolutely. No, no, I, I would love to watch that film again soon, actually. Oh, I, I meant the name. Like, oh, okay. oh, this is awkward. <laughs> no, no, that's no, fine. It's fine. It's only awkward if we make it awkward. All of our listeners cringe inwardly for me now. Thanks so much. Yeah. I'm, on, I'm mentally on a roll here. So, okay. you know, we're doing this. We've got the microphones in front of us. It's fine. Like I'm thinking the, films. I like the name Clementine. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. As long as she's done, she can like the darks, but she can't go too near the water. Okay. Or we must never to, sing that song to her to either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of bringing us back round to films and things that we often dally with. You may have noticed. Mm. Um, yeah, it's kind of what I got about that that song, and it's, that, there's more to it than good. I was imagining, which no, is quite nice. Good. It was, it was quite like, satisfying. When I looked up uh, Dry Bones, there was this whole yeah. thing, which was really interesting. Yeah. Thank you for. That's okay. That. Got some, some folk history some, there. Yeah. Um, so, would you like to hear a story? I would like to hear a story. You know, it's a story song. Let's hear a story now. <laughs> um, this may surprise you, but there are quite a few stories about young women drowning and coming back as a ghost. Does that surprise you? No. <laughs> Weirdly, and before you get... So, I did read an article recently asking the question, why are there more female ghost inspectors reported than male? I think you shared that or something, so I saw it Oh, too. okay, okay. But it also, anyway. like it said, oh, because women are more emotional, I was like, also, women are more likely to be attacked, more likely to be murdered, more likely to be exactly. abused. Exactly, yes. Didn't, didn't mention Lots that. Lots of nasty things. Yes. Which would linger. Yes. So, women are more emotional. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, just blame it all on them, as usual. <laughs> right, sorry. It's um, okay. It's all right. I'm glad you're nice and animated. I have a you've, 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 you've been a bit unanimated the last few days. I've been worrying. I've had a very worrying, strong pain so. colour. I'm, I'm raring to go. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, with right. that, I need more ginger wine. <laughs> absolutely. Um, cool. Well, this is the most fun I've had for weeks, weeks, days, because I haven't left the bloody flat. Yeah. Oh, ugh. Aww. Right. Um, Tell us a story, Alice. I will. Um, I will, and you'll enjoy it. I will. I promise. So. There's all these, obviously there's loads of stories about people drowning, coming back to ghosts, but there's all these stories about um, ladies of the lake. And I didn't know this, but there's more than just the sort of Merlin lady of the lake. They're all King over Arthur. the place. Yeah. Yeah. They're all over yeah. the place. And there's a lot of lakes, a lot of ladies, I suppose. Yeah. So a lot of times people to be bored. This is a more modern um, uh, story of a kind of lady of the lake. Girl in a pond. Girl in a pond. It is a lake though. Okay. Uh, okay. This is the story of the Chew Valley Lake. The Chew Valley Lake. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. It's cool. Okay. I'll tell you, Vince. Are you ready? Yes. Let's begin. Chew Valley Lake lies around 12 miles from the city of Bristol. Oh, in the the UK? Yes. Okay, cool. The body of water was once home to a thriving farming community. That was until the area was flooded by the lake and reopened as Chew Reservoir on the 17th of April, 1956. Before that... In around 1953, the land around the area underwent an excavation. It was discovered that underneath the once busy agricultural land 
were signs of human inhabitants right back to the Stone, Bronze and Iron Age. But today's story will focus at just the turn of the 20th century, 50 years or so before the reservoir was constructed. At this time, the land was at its height of productivity and the farming community was flourishing. To the southwest of the 1200-acre lake once lay the village of Morton. Here lived Robin and Elizabeth Brown and their 14-year-old daughter Catherine. It is said that the Browns were a polite but rather private family and they were very protective, even slightly controlling over their young daughter. They sound fun. They do. Catherine accepted this as a child, but as she became an adolescent, she began to grow more and more resentful towards her parents' behaviour. She began to stay out all day and not return home until late into the night. Her parents despaired. Then, one night, Catherine did not come home at all. Soon, Robin and Elizabeth gathered up a group of villagers to, together to search for their missing daughter. They explored the whole village and the surrounding countryside. Then very suddenly, Elizabeth announced that she was going home. I have to be there in case Catherine comes back, she said. I'm not going to attempt a Bristol accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just best think of Russell not. Howard doing his doing his like brother or whatever. And, like, like, um, Ooh, my days, Ooh, man. my days, man. Gert Lush, no. Gert Lush, my lover. Anyway, back to the story. Elizabeth had been at home for no less than ten minutes when she saw Catherine walking up the garden. <laughs> Sorry, I just. Ooh, I did. No, he said Catherine Tate. <laughs> she saw Catherine Tate coming up the path. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, Good wow. for her, I, I suppose. Guess, if I see the name, I'm, I'm, I'm of that era. If I see the name Catherine, I think Catherine Tate. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. She saw Catherine walking up the garden path. Her heart leapt for joy and she rushed to meet her. It was then that she noticed there was something very strange about her daughter. Catherine was soaking wet. <laughs> her he- Don't get your mind out of the No, no, up. nothing like that. I just thought, she's only just noticed her daughter's soggy. Okay. All right, fine. Her hair hung in sodden clumps around her shoulders. Her clothes dripped onto the ground beneath her. Where have you been? Elizabeth took hold of Catherine. We've been so desperately worried. The whole village is looking for you. Catherine did not answer. Instead, she walked past her mother, into the house and up the stairs to the bathroom. She was in there for hours. Unsure of how to react, Elizabeth decided to leave her in there to recover from... from what she wasn't sure... Besides, she was so elated to have her daughter home, it hardly mattered. Some hours later... Parenting. (laughs) Some hours later, Robin returned home. His head hung low. She's here, cried Elizabeth. She's in the bathroom. Filled with joy, the parents headed to the bathroom and knocked on the door. There was no answer. They tried again. Silence. Tentatively, Elizabeth tried the door and it opened easily. There was no sign of anyone inside. All trace of their daughter had vanished. New I won't do that again. <laughs> the next day, Catherine's lifeless body was found in the moat of Stratford Mill. Bet you feel bad now. Not really. That stood around a mile from their home. It was clear she had drowned. Not only that, it was reported that, without a doubt, she had been dead for over 24 hours. I wondered if that was coming. Mm-hmm. Also, like, why would she come home wet and then go back into a moat? Like, climb up well, the bathroom yeah. window and then go back. Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back in the water. It wouldn't make a lot of sense, would yeah. it? 
The next part of the story takes part place almost a hundred years into the future. Oh, okay. At Heron's Green, west of the lake. It was a warm June evening in 1995. Woo! Woo, we're alive. <laughs> 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 we live. Chris, his partner Wendy and daughter Sam were driving by the lake. They were driving home to Blagden. The family chattered, sung along to music. Suddenly, Chris slammed his foot down on the brake, causing the car to violently jerk to a stop. At the same time, Wendy had screamed, Look out! They had narrowly missed hitting a woman dressed in white crossing the road. When interviewed for TV later, Chris had described seeing a slightly triangular light in the road ahead. As the car had approached, Wendy had shouted at him to stop. As they watched, the figure had drifted across the road. They had been close enough to see that she had been wearing a three-quarter length gown and linen cape-style dress with a hood. Distinctive, eh? Mm-hmm. Chris had flashed his headlights, but she had seemed oblivious and had continued to cross the road. Later, he said, I can remember distinctly that she had long wavy hair, but it looked sort of greasy or even wet. It wasn't a human being. It was something supernatural. Wendy and Sam were also interviewed and confirmed that they had both seen the same woman too. After their close encounter, Chris had pulled over into a pub and had phoned the police to report what they'd seen. I felt foolish, he said. It was a difficult call to make. The police searched the area but found nothing. Just a week later, Chris saw a notice in the local paper. It was appealing for anyone to come forward who had seen anything strange around the lake, particularly along the B3114, the very stretch of road they had been travelling along. It turned out that Chris, Wendy and Sam were not the only ones to experience something frightening that night. Thank you. (laughs) A woman named Jackie Salter was calling for a meeting for all of those who had seen the mysterious girl. Around 12 people attended, Chris among them. Most of the people were strangers to one another, but there was a group who, on the night in question, had been travelling back from a party. There had been five people in the group and they had all seen the woman and described her as solid but greyish and misty. It's not very flattering, is it? No, and it's a bit of a, well, solid and misty. Solid and greyish and misty? Yeah. Uh, Okay, I mean, fine. Also attending the meeting was a woman called Carol Gillen. She explained how she'd seen the woman walk out in front of her in the middle of the night. At first I thought she was mad wandering around dressed like that, said Carol. There's definitely someone called Carol saying this, isn't it? Sure. It does sound like it is. Yeah. But then I saw her close up and I froze. Carol went on to describe how she'd slowed to watch the figure make her way up the steep path of Kings Hill Lane. Her hair was very thick and blowing off her neck. She walked with a confident stride. I thought, what's this? And the next thing I thought, this is a ghost. I just know it. Carol was intrigued and soon hooked on what she'd seen. She was keen to learn more, so began doing her own research, digging into the area's history and questioning the locals, asking if they had seen the girl or knew anything about her. But no one could help except one woman who showed Carol a book entitled, and this is a very catchy title, you ready? I'm, I'm poised. Old North Somerset Romantic Roots and Mysterious Byways. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of books with similar sorts mm-hmm. of structures of title. This had been published in... 19- it does what it says on the tin. been published in 1987. It seems that it was this book alone that gave birth to the Lady of the Lake theory. 
In chapter 6, it tells the story of Catherine's death and her apparent reappearance before her body was found. Of course, the ghost could be of anyone, and Catherine is the most popular choice, but there is a fact another. (gasps) (laughs) About six miles away from the 1999 sightings is a village um, called Barrow Gurney. Got some good names here. Well, yeah, we're going that part of the country where they have names that are... Just a bit more fun. This is um, a section of the A38, which is also known as Bridgewater Road, runs alongside this village. It is here that another woman in white has been spotted. It's always white, isn't it? They don't really know who she is, and there doesn't really seem to be a link between the two apparitions because the descriptions differ. Right, okay. This goat... (laughs) Oh, I've done that again. This goat... Oh, wow, I'm leaving that I've done that for a while, have I? This ghost... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the goat wears a long white coat and the other goat wears a dress. <laughs> and then they dance. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. It hurts. Dance down near the A38. <laughs> dance, 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 let it be. be, be. <laughs> um, this ghost wears a long white coat, the one in uh, Gurney, and the one over the other way wears a white dress. So... They okay. are apparently not the same apparition unless no, no. it's more chilly in Borough Gurney, so she needs to put a coat on to go over there. I don't know. It's it, not as silly as maybe you're thinking it is. <laughs> I don't know. As far as we can tell, there's been no more sightings of the Chew Valley ghost since 1999. Ah. Which is very strange that everyone, I think uh, 12, 15 people sighting, mm. seeing, all saw this ghost one night and then haven't seen her since. Very strange. Very strange. Um, So could this be Catherine Brown trying to find her way home? Is she unaware that, like her grave, her home is now immersed deep underwater? Is she just haunting fish? I don't know. It's like she thought she'd have a go at getting home once and then gave up. I don't know. Um, Stratford Mill, the location of Catherine's death, was demolished before the reservoir was filled, then rebuilt at Blaze Castle Estate, 16 miles north of Chew Valley Lake. So far, it rests peacefully with no ghostly visitors. However, what is to say that if Catherine cannot find her way home, she may try to return to her final resting place? That's just Mm. an observation on my part. Yeah, fair enough. Wild speculation. Mm. Oh, no. It's a scandal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's it's very strange that it was one night. Lots and lots of people saw the same thing. Mm. And they haven't seen anything since. So she just kept walking backwards and forwards in front of cars. Sounds like it. But she they she was, you know, dripping wet and appeared to have come from the lake. So Anniversary of her death or something like that, I wonder. 1999. No, I don't think so. Uh, almost 100 years, wasn't it? Yeah, I see. Yeah, it's true. Um if I get back to... 95 was the original sightings that you mentioned. Uh, yes, sorry. Um, oh, it was. You, you said... Yes, 1995. Sorry, not 1999. Yes. So... Because um, you mentioned them singing in the car. I was thinking, I wonder what they were singing to in 1995. Spice Girls? Probably. Pro- could feasibly. Spice Is Girls. Is that just a bit later? Nah, Spice Girls started in 93. I'm excited. Uh, okay. I kind of lit this up. Okay. Um, yeah, so probably... Let's say the Spice Girls. Yeah. Um, especially if they've got like a... A young daughter, probably. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just getting the date. So maybe this ghost like the Spice Girls. Maybe. Again, wild speculation on my part, but why not, you know? Yeah. So yeah, She's sorry. not defending herself. So. I think I said 1999 a few times. There. I meant 95. So apologies oh, no. for that. <sighs> Shut up. Now I don't know what to think. 
So, yeah, I suppose it's nearly a hundred years. But you think she'd do it after a hundred years, not nearly a hundred years. Maybe she couldn't count. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm just getting their date. Hang on. Um, so, <laughs> so the turn of the 20th century. So it would have been just before yeah. 1900. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, or possibly around it. But So she decided to do it after 99 years, not 100 years. Well, we don't know the exact year. It wasn't specified in what you read. So just said turn off. So yeah. it could be uh, there's a span of, say, 10 years one way or the other. Maybe. But, but yeah, this, it's not like a, it would have been like and a hundred years to the day, but it's yeah. not, is it? It's not tiny like that, is it? It could be that she just just found her way out of the lake by then, and then <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was me. I, I've got such a bad sense of direction. It probably take me a hundred years to find my way out and across the, the, the lake. Yeah, and then I'm no, like, okay. oh shit, everything's flooded. I better go back then. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. I'd be really useless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you disappoint everyone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, what would you wear if you were? If I was a ghost, yeah. What would you? Well, if you got the choice, I don't know if that's happened. Well, if we're going, know. if we're going by the theory of ghosts on BBC that you die in what you uh, wear, yeah. Most yeah. likely, it's this blue hoodie, and you can sit on chairs. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I'd like to look all glamorous and stuff, but right now, I'd, it'd probably be the blue hoodie because when I'm at home, that's what I wear. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I uh, wonder if in the future people would recognise that though. I don't know. It's curious, isn't it? I mean, this has come up on many, many podcasts, but why are most ghosts like a Victorian or Edwardian? Mm. You know, you don't get a ghost in a tracksuit, really, do you? If you've heard of one, please let us know, because that yeah. would be quite interesting. I mean, that's why ghosts, well, Romans, that's why ghosts on like BBC that. is so good, because you've got all these different time, yeah. you know. One thing I wish they'd do, though, is, is have someone die in the modern era and for them to join... The other ghost, but I think this is the last series and we've not seen the end yet, but I think that's they're not going to do that. Sad. Yeah. It's done in other things, yeah. to be fair. If you don't know what I'm talking there, about... There are contemporary ghosts if you don't in, in about, other sort of yeah. um, well, fictions. If you've not seen it, Ghosts on BBC. Uh, the UK version, not the American version. Yeah. I've been told. I did try an episode. Did you? Um, no? No? It was a bit lacking they they sort of missed a few of the jokes which were there but they just didn't make i, I don't know i don't know it, it's very british it wasn't really it's, worth the trouble it's the horrible history gang that do it yeah so it's, it's just so british it's just one of, it's it's just clever, one of those it's cleverly things. done but it's not heavy going mm, so it's not yeah it's just it's, it's one of those things that really should just be left left to us to the brits i mean there's plenty loads of american things that we should never try and absolutely adapt, yeah like friends yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know just, just yeah, stick stick to our own comedy. I think uh, is the taking from this episode. Apparently, um, that's it. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We will. Hopefully, I yeah. won't be speaking all slurred. By <laughs> It'll be fine. Like uh, you can speak slurred. Like the Elephant Man. You're not <laughs> quite that bad. Um, cool. I hope everyone has a good couple of weeks, and we'll be back with our film episode, which is another listener's suggestion. It is Looking indeed. Forward to that. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Uh, See you all soon. Yes. Oh, uh, obviously, give us a shout. If sorry, I forgot to do the socials. Um, oh, of course, yes. Go on Instagram. Give us a shout on our email. Come on, call to action. Call to action. <laughs> GhostGeekUK at gmail dot com. Yay! Don't be so don't be so demanding. <laughs> um, you could do this bit. You could. Well, you always jump in, so you know you want to do it. That's, that's fine. Yeah, I'm so like showy offy. Um, yeah, <laughs> drop us an email. Say hi. We we are very friendly. If you've got a scary story you'd like to share with us or a film or song recommendation, then please do get in contact. Yeah, yeah, we would like to hear it. 
Cool. So, yeah, I think that's us, isn't it? All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Yeah, have fun. Bye-bye. Thank you.